Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I am here today talking with Carrie Grant. She is the co-founder of Carrie Grant Skincare, and I'm so excited to talk to her about all things beauty um, and life and how she cultivates her own beauty. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Jennifer. Really nice to be here. Yeah, it's really nice to be here. I am so interested in beauty um, from a number of different angles. I think over the years, I've realized it comes from the inside out as opposed to the outside in. Mm-hmm. I yeah. had really severe acne and Ooh, yeah. uh, it was like, you know, the cystic acne. I even took Accutane. I mean, I can't even believe oh, I'm you did. that. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I know it's a, it's, I know a lot of people who have done that. Yeah. It's like you get desperate and it's just, it's so embarrassing. And, and, you know, your skin is like, you wear it everywhere with you. It's the biggest organ. And it's like, you can never make a first impression twice. It's, it's such a critical part of our health and our identity and how we're yeah. seen, you know, out in the public eye. Yeah. Yeah. It is what we put forward. Yes. And it, it's like you said, um, you know, I, and I always think the skin is kind of an indication of what's happening inside as well. So it's a really nice way of kind of understanding a little more about what's happening in our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Do you um, use that Chinese guide that shows like liver uh, hormones? Do you, do you believe that that's accurate? I do think there's definitely something to that because I um, you know, I was really lucky. I did not have acne ever. And so I'm one of those happens. I pick at it or just like, I cannot help myself. I cannot leave things alone. And I noticed in particular in my mid forties, when I really struggled actually with a little bit of acne for the first time, as a result of going into perimenopause and kind of on that menopause journey, that it didn't matter what I ate, what I did to my skin, but there were disruptions and they were definitely tied to like the giant for hormonal issues, um, this area. So I do think there's a lot to that. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I do too, actually. I don't know if there's any science to back it up, but I find um, people's skin is really a reflection of what's happening inside. Rashes, mm-hmm. um, absolutely imbalances, rough, dry skin. Um, what led you to want to do skincare or be in the skincare industry? Oh, that's a loaded question mm. because I would say from a really, really young age, I had a big interest in the category, like probably was wearing makeup far too young, kind of sneaking it out of the house. Yeah, like fourth grade, the like blue eyeliner the blue eyeshadow palette. Yeah. Yeah. And then like washing it off before I came home and uh, (laughs) yes. And then having, you know, lots of time searching out the best holiday gift, gift with purchase at the makeup and, you know, plotting my Christmas list and um, 
it just, I really loved the category. I had a lot of stuff. I had a lot of interest in it. But then as I got a little bit older, I, I can't say that I fell out of love with the gory, but it became something that was a little bit overwhelming. And I also felt like it really wasn't an, an industry that was being super kind to yeah. women, especially as they do get a little better. And so for me, what led me down this path initially of uh, clean beauty or green beauty, as it was called back when we started, is I have autoimmune thyroid disease. And so I was diagnosed at 29 with Graves and Hashimoto's both. And so I had a radiation treatment to kind of knock out the Graves, which is the hyperthyroid end of the autoimmune spectrum, and instantly became hypothyroid and then had this like Ever since I've had this up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And so it was late 2000s that I really got on board with what I was eating and putting in my body and how would that affect how I felt. And through that channel of the food movement, I became more in tune with personal care products and what was in them. And so while I was, I was in a completely different career at the time, it was really a journey of self-discovery for me in terms of what I was not only putting in my body, but what I was putting on my body. Mm -hmm. That led me to, I had created lip products for friends in my kitchen for like 20 years and giving them away at Christmas time. And they were really cleanly formulated, but it was just kind of a fun hobby project yeah. and it wasn't until I left the career I had back in 2010 and spent the whole year just kind of taking time off that I hadn't taken off in the previous 20 years mm. that's when I formulated the actual skincare line for myself and then I gave it to my now business partner who was a good friend and it was her idea to bring it to market so it's a mm. it's a bit of a their story but it was ultimately based on a health journey really yeah oh it's really relevant and I think a lot of the women who are listening today are on a health journey themselves and they question why you know and and you've learned mm -hmm. so much um, I know people who have had similar issues many of them and there's no there's no easy solution to to Graves disease Hashimoto's thyroiditis or other thyroid irregularities um, that maybe right. aren't severe enough to be diagnosed, but it's, it's rampant. I mean, it is a really, mm -hmm. really, really big deal. And there aren't easy, fast or affordable solutions, but I love that this winding road because um, so many women listening are looking to change their career and they're not quite sure, you know, what that's going to look like. <laughs> right. But I, I think your story is really inspirational and, um, exciting to have clean products. Cause yes, what you put on your skin and what you put down your drains are, all so important for the, mm -hmm. the ecology of the land that you're living on this you know world that we're living in um but also you know for our skin of course it's the largest organ and it does i think it eats like it actually should eat mm -hmm. the food that you put on it it's like i look at it as food like nourishment so i think if you if you can visualize with the skin it's meant to absorb and excrete right? It's like you said, it's, it's meant to draw things in and it's also meant to get rid of things. Mm -hmm. And that's the function of a healthy skin barrier because uh, early on people were like, does it really like what you put on your skin? You think about people who stop smoking and they use a nicotine patch. 
or any sort of transdermal medication that you put on your skin and then it goes into your body. And so, but if you've wrapped your skin and say saran wrap, and I use that example because when you use like mineral oil or petroleum products, they have such a large molecular structure that it is a bit suffocating to the skin. It's an occlusive. And so that's, it's okay for a little bit, but you don't want to do it long-term because then it disrupts that, that in and out flow that the skin, healthy skin barrier is designed to have. Yeah. And I, I think because it's not an Instagrammable, fun, like easy to, with a skin barrier, we don't talk about it. It's mm. kind of like, oh, but, but you know, when it's a problem, right? Because yeah, the skin me. acts up. Yeah. So like, you know, it's a problem when you get dry skin or dryness, skin. irritation, redness, broken skin. So oftentimes one of the biggest culprits is over exfoliating or using too many different active ingredients at one time, acids right. and different things. Yeah. And so they'll disrupt and break down that barrier. And then if you're like me, you want to try and fix it. And so then you just go at it full guns blazing. And and generally that's when things get worse. Yeah, that's what I've been my experience it's, it's as well. It's best to back off. Yeah, yeah, back, back off, off, let it heal, let it do its thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so it sounds like your approach is like, keep it simple. Very simple, yes. Because we want to we, like activate the potentiality of the skin, which is essentially to be a healthy barrier. Mm -hmm. So nutrients can so get in. fundamentally, yeah. And fundamentally the skin, um, you know, we need to clean the skin. We need to hydrate and moisturize the skin. And then we need to protect the skin with the UV protection, the sunscreen. And once you've done those things, you have set yourself up just like with a really foundational uh, diet, uh, like whatever you're eating. So if you like eat real food, you get some sleep, you drink some water, you know, all of those things really pay off. There's no thing that you do. You can't use the world's best skincare and have the world's worst self-care plan. And by self-care, I just mean simply sleeping, eating, stress management, kind of the basics. Are you drinking water, for yeah. instance? Right. You know, we all, I did. I was always like, oh, there's got to be this one magic thing that will, totally. you know, change everything for right. me. And, and, that, like and that's not, good. and once you get on board with, you know, no, it's, it's a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Then you're a lot better off. For sure. For sure. How have you, do you know about how much our skin, like how much skin we lose a day? I mean, I remember hearing a, a number that was kind of staggering. It was just shocking to me, but like we, we lose a lot of skin every day. It's like a huge detoxification channel and pathway. It can be. And what's interesting at older, that cycling slows down quite a bit. Mm. Um, in your prime, it's about a 28 day cycle that the skin renews itself. And so, but as we get older, again, that cycle slows down. So really this whole like inside out thing is there's something to it because really what you want to do is bring your healthiest skin cells to the surface because what you see on the surface is actually, it's not really living anymore. Right. It's yeah. So like to your point, it's your, it's sloughing off and being removed. Yeah. So I love what you said, you know, the goal is to bring the healthiest skin cells to the surface. So it's liberating mm -hmm. the pathways of, you know, 
steps and scales leaving? Like I dry brush. Are you a fan of dry brushing or using loofahs? And I, things like that? I am, but I will be honest. I don't do it consistently. I think okay. if I did it consistently, I'd be much better off, but I love it. I'm really into it. Full, I love it. I want, full transparency. I, I love that. No, thank you. I thank you. I'm sure a lot of women listening are like, oh yeah, I have that dry brush. I don't, I'm not using it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like it's there. <laughs> I, I see it frequently. I was even going to buy myself like a really fancy, like a hundred dollar one that had like gemstones on it. I was like, oh, you know, cause I just like, I'm so into it. Um, we have like all these different dry brushes and things, but I, I've noticed, you know, I get the best results, you know, and I'm, I'm in menopause. So, I mean, I'm definitely noticing my skin is changing. I had a, a skin revelation a few years ago and it, it led, it was led to, I, I was starting to study sunscreen and um, my dermatologist had always said like, you know, you've got to stop being in the sun. Like you are going to get cancer. And I'm like, oh geez, that's terrible. I love the sun and I can't stand wearing sunscreen. So I started like doing research on sunscreen and then I found this woman who was talking about the microbiome of the skin. And like, I never thought about it before, but of course your skin must have a microbiome and its own mm -hmm. equilibrium and its own right. bacterial balance. But like, I just never dawned on me that the more chemicals I was using and, and like, you know, the retin-A and all these big things to, you know, have beautiful skin were actually very much disrupting my skin, causing the melasmas that I was having, the, the discoloration and whatnot. And I was, and I, so I just said, okay, I'm going to, total leap of faith, drop everything and, and start trying to reestablish my skin's microbiome. Does any of this sound like way too fringe or is this something that you also read about or that you believe in? Oh, I definitely think the skin has a microbiome. Like we're so much more in tune now with what is going on, especially with our gut microbiome, which is really where it all begins. And so with the skin, I think I haven't honestly gone that far into it because um, I'm, I just haven't, in all honesty. Yeah, and I mean, so, well, but no, I do there's think no research. It's, there's nothing to go into. Yeah. Like they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're just right. like hypothesizing at this point. Apparently, there's over 2,000 bacteria that live on your forehead alone, and they only know what one of them is called. Oh. Uh... Yeah, they, they just well, that don't makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it it makes sense, but but I do think as far there is a lot more research into the gut microbiome in particular and gut dysbiosis, and so I think that that's where it's a really great place to start and an easy thing for people to understand. For sure, and then like managing this this biome, like and not disrupting it, because like you said, keep it simple. Because if you overexfoliate, you overactivate, then you're going to get problems. Um, and so right. just keeping it simple. And I think keeping it simple helps the skin to just naturally find its balance. Um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. I don't know if it's cause I live in California or what, or maybe it's because, I mean, you mentioned before, but my skin has been a lot drier than it's ever been. I'm like, is it winter? Is it California? <laughs> um, and I think this is something you guys specialize in. Mm -hmm. So I like to say that, um, we're a great solution for dry skin. And again, it's not fancy. It's not like trendy. It's not, oh, we're, we're focusing on this one star ingredient to do this for your skin. Because I honestly believe if that were the case, we would all be using the very same thing. Yeah. Like nobody would be, right? It just, it falls into the kind of, oh, come on category. And so for us, it's really as simple as cleanse, hydrate, protect, and then go on with you. So when your skin is adequately cleansed, moisturized, and hydrated, 
and protected, I think everything, like you said, is able to kind of come back into balance. And you don't want to use too many products, especially at the same time. We had something in the office the other day that everybody was trying is like, oh, I, I think this would be kind of an interesting and And I said, well, I did it. And then this thing happened. And they were like, well, what are you doing? You can't use that with this. And I said, well, I don't I didn't know. I mean, I fancy myself as knowing a little bit about the category, but (laughs) I keep it so simple that when I add anything else into the mix, it kind of like, I'm a person who has never really gotten facials because it always seems to stir things up or, or, you know, it just, it's like, I got to prep myself for what's going to come afterwards, even though the the act of it is very nice, but I have, um, I have a friend and, and she's an esthetician here locally, and she focuses on manual lymphatic drainage and connective mm. tissue massage, mm. and they don't involve like layering on 10 different products. Right. So it's all handwork and the manipulation of that. And that's what I find to be really interesting. And in my case, really beneficial. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I, I think we all need to, especially if we're aging, learn about those techniques because apparently you can do all kinds of interesting things to keep the structure of your skin intact. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't get like the jowls and you don't like, you know, have the, 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 the sagging skin and things that happen as we age, which I'm in complete denial yeah. about. <laughs> like that's not going <laughs> to happen to me. <laughs> of course not. But I mean, it is going to happen, right? Um, but we—I think that this this um, this massage uh, and also mm-hmm. a strengthening of the muscles, um, and mm-hmm. we wonder why men age so well. And it's you know they're actually moving their skin, you know, quite aggressively to shave every day, you know, and we're mm-hmm. not really doing that. You know, it is it is like there's yeah. a whole philosophy of like facial weightlifting. I don't know much about it, but I, I've heard about it, um, and. You know, I do get facials when COVID hit. Um, this was actually one of the ways I was able to manage my acne, but you have to be very careful about what kind of facial um, that you're getting. Yeah. Ask you about that. Like, do you recommend people do um, peels or enzyme peels or clay masks or some deeper cleansing? Um, do you have any, any things that you do? I do not do any of those things. Cause it just aggravates However, your skin. It just aggravates my skin. But my business partner and co-founder loves all of that. And it works really well for skin. So I think the, the golden rule is know yourself. Yeah. You know, know what works for you and just works. It's going to work for me and vice versa. So, yeah. and, but if you want to do, you know, I do think there is a time and a place for things like peels or any sort of photo laser treatments but those are microneedling for some people, but I think that those are left to the professionals. I think those are not treatments. Yeah. I mean, when COVID hit, I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to manage my acne? And so I ended up getting like a, a diamond head microdermabrasion machine and the steamer. Um, and then of course the products to make my own uh, clay masks and things to really like ensure that my pores were uh, going to be, you know, clean in a way that wasn't aggressive. Like, no, no more yeah. than like, once a week or once every 10 days. Um, but it really, really makes a difference I've noticed, but you're right. Some hypersensitive skins, you know, can't handle it. I have more of a, like a mine cannot handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you're fair. I mean, from what I see, for those of you who can't see her, she is stunning. 
She's oh, really beautiful. Thank you. And she has flawless skin and uh, she doesn't look like she's in menopause. And so, but she's oh. fair. She, she, you have much, you're yes. much more fair than I am. Exactly. And you have a really similar, lovely olive complected tone, like my business partner, Lisa does. And mm. your skin can just handle more, you know, you so. can handle the sun more. Yeah. Like I can't handle the sun and, right. you know, I struggled. Oh gosh, it must've been in my mid to late into hot yoga. And then all of the capillaries in my cheeks started bursting. Oh no. And so I went to the dermatologist and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm doing this, this hot yoga. I love it. You know, like I sweat and she was like, no, absolutely not. Like your skin can't take it. And so again, it's just, it's just, you got to know yourself. That's all. And, and there's no right or wrong, right? Like if it works for you and you like it, then you should do it. If I have clay come near my face, it's like it turns into a desert the next day. It just like oh, sucks no. every little bit of moisture out. Yeah, no, I, I've done it on vacations. Like, oh, I'm going to treat myself to a mask. I'll bring you right. know, I'm on vacation. No, oh, not a good why? idea. Why? Yeah, why did I do that? interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah, know thyself is is the is yep. the key for sure. And um, exactly. I do think that skin plays a huge part in maintaining our vitality, especially as we age. And I do think mm-hmm. that hydration is somewhat misunderstood. Um, in terms of mm-hmm. you know, actually creates hydration. Like if I drink enough water, I should be hydrated. Or, or what if I eat structured water in vegetables and I'm hydrated, you know? And so all these things are true to some degree. Um, but I mean, there have been days where I have put, you know, oil after oil, after, you know, product after product. And it's just like, my skin just still feels dry. Um, what do you think causes that kind of condition? Is this struggled with, or is it something that you would say is new? Oh, um, it happens from time to time. I tend to just go to shea butter. That's like my go-to. Yep. It's super, yeah, that's like, so it just seems to like heal everything. I don't know. Shea butter is magic. I, I always have some in my purse. (laughs) It's always around for your hair, your eyes, your skin, your feet, you know, whatever. It's just incredible. It's a really nice product. Um, so the reason I ask you that is because you had commented that you're in menopause and I am like four years, five years postmenopausal now. And as I approached it, my skin started to get even drier with thyroid disease. Your skin is always had like ridiculously dry skin, dry hair, dry eyes, you know, you name it. I have it. It's dry. But as our estrogen levels diminish, as we approach menopause, Estrogen is responsible for retaining moisture. And so that's what happens is if you're noticing that you, even if you've not changed your diet or you're doing um, the structure, I'm curious, have you read Quench? Is that where the plant water, the structure? Oh, you haven't read? Not yet, no. You said the plant water. Okay, so that is another, that's a fascinating read. Okay, I got to read it. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, read Quench. You will... Uh, it's really interesting. And so what happens is if you're not kind of moisturizing from the inside out, like I'm talking good fats, yeah. you know, um, plants, plant sources, animal sources that are high in omega-3 fatty acids, those are really beneficial. Then you will notice that hydration drop 
a lot faster. And it's also can be weather dependent. You know, are you indoors? Are you with heat or air conditioning source? But it's funny because it's it's a little bit like my vision. Like my vision was great and then it wasn't. Mm. Like all of a sudden I couldn't see things that I had, you know, close up that I had felt like it happened overnight. I'm sure it was a gradual transition. But it's I think it's the same thing. I always say the skin is like the weather. It's kind of always changing. Yeah. Well, I categorize myself as dry. It doesn't mean that it's like that every single day because it typically is my skin and what's going on with it shows up whatever I've done the day or two before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Not that, that day sense. itself. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's funny because I we talk a lot about uh, in, in the Ayurvedic concepts of health. They talk a lot about this idea of um, like moisture for like the stomach lining. They eat a lot of mm-hmm. ghee, for example, that, that helps to, you know, keep those linings um, nice and, and moist. Uh, because dryness, yeah. you know, is when we find dryness in Ayurveda, then we, we know something's out of balance. And uh, we have these really wicked windstorms here. And I think that this oh, like, really? lips get chapped. You don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. They're very intense. I think that's why there's so many fires where I live. Um, it's like well, it's a- interesting because I'm in Seattle and, you know, we have a fair amount of rain. But when it's when it's winter like it is now, even with the rain, it's not like I don't live in a humid climate. So I utilize a humidifier in the winter months or I wake up and like my mouth's dry, my nose is dry, my sinuses are irritated, my skin is a little bit drier. So I think that it's not just one simple thing that might be leading to it. It is a function of age and just where your hormones are in it's like this you know like your hormones are just like this there's so many Mm -hmm. parts in the orchestra and it's um it's very complex and i think it's up to Mm -hmm. us to really tune in and 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 know ourselves from the inside out Mm -hmm. and then from the outside in and then get equipped with tools like your skin line um, and proper lifestyle you know practices like mm-hmm. you've adopted and that I teach about and that I use um, to really like find out how your vitality can shine through, which is really those new skin cells, you know, mm-hmm. right at the surface. Cause that's what a really vital, you know, person looks and feels like. It's like, they feel that, that, that glow, so to say that we all yeah, get. That, you know? Yeah. That like juice, like I t- took a, I studied a course at Bastyr, which is an college here in the Seattle area that trains naturopathic physicians and it was that instructor that talked about you really want the healthiest juiciest you know happiest skin cells to come up to the surface because that is the expression of what's kind of happening inside and it's true I I notice myself if I don't drink enough water I've had too much coffee or you know maybe I've gone out and had a cocktail or two it's it shows up it really does yeah immediately yeah i know as we age it's like there's there's not i know i'm I'm becoming as i used to be right yeah so true but i'm becoming kind of like a militant about my sleep um i'm really into it it's just like Mm -hmm. non-negotiable for me yeah Um, and it's kind of a bummer for people around me because they're like oh you're going to bed i'm like yeah it's (laughs) It's, yeah, I need my beauty sleep, but I don't say it like that. But yeah. it's like I really do. Like I'm happier, I'm healthier, I feel a lot better. 
Sleep is so important. I mean, it's, it matters for your skin. It matters for your, your brain. I mean, for your cognitive levels, if you don't sleep well, like it's, yeah, all bets are off. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, this is, you've enlightened us on, on so many levels about how, you know, less can also be more. Um, you've helped us to understand about skin and the nature of it. Uh, you've encouraged us to let us know ourselves so we know what's best. And you've uh, helped us to give ourselves permission to keep it really simple, um, which sometimes is uh, challenging for women like us who just, you know, want to get it right and, and do all the things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> type a i don't know what you know if we want to label yeah. ourselves, but, yes. Um, yes for sure but i'm really excited and I, I really want to dive into some of the other areas with you regarding formulations that are common what to avoid um chemicals that are dangerous in in um skin products as well as sunscreen so i wish we could do a part two because um, those are some things i really am, am curious to uh to hear your opinions about yeah there's so easy 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 to get overwhelmed and so for anybody that's interested in changing up the routine or really seeing what's in their products, I always say to start small because otherwise it's too easy to get overwhelmed. And, and then if, you know, like anybody who's in the type A family, we tend to get like, it's an all or nothing thing. Yeah. And so I, I lean into like not doing anything or doing everything and just being kind of overwhelmed and a little bit crazy by it yeah so it's yeah it's just I and I don't even um like scaring anybody into either for me right. what was important was to look at what could potentially be disrupting my endocrine system right yeah I and agree. starting that and you know one of the biggest ones and the most perfect and conventional cosmetics is fragrance and by right. fragrance I mean you know, or scents that are you know synthetic fragrance you know the kind that follows you everywhere and you can't wash it off your skin yeah. those are definitely like known endocrine disruptors the phthalates that are in those products so while I don't like to be like you can't use this 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 or this it's like start with something that's really obvious yeah right i love that that's right? really helpful fragrance yeah and we all like the fragrance i mean but it is it's not the best i i completely agree i mean i've gone like super hardcore organic at this point um and no fragrance but it's uh that's a, such an obvious helpful hint i really appreciate that so for a future conversation because there's so much i'd like to to dive into um but uh, people can find your skin line at carriegran.com I love that. Yeah, so it's K -A -R -I. really again. Yeah, G R A N. G mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we'll have that in the show notes for those of you who are you know busy doing something else right now. Um, but I wanted to be sure to verbalize that for you, just in case you wanted to make a mental note. Thank you, Jennifer. I really yeah. appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I'm super excited. I I, I want you to be wildly successful, um, and I can't wait to learn more um, from you. Actually, because I'm. I'm just so interested in this topic. And I think we all are because our beauty is, you know, it does matter. Um, and and mm -hmm. it matters to me, like when I look in the mirror um, most. So I just want right. yeah, to, that, that's the most important thing is to feel good in your skin. And the more I massage yeah. it and nourish it, the better I feel in my skin. 
Right. And I think that you kind of nailed it a little bit earlier with the vitality aspect. Like, you know, when you meet or interact with somebody who has that internal vitality and it's like you're tuned into it because I have seen the most beautiful women in the world that you can just tell are not very happy. Yeah. And so I think that that's, that's the key. It just, you know, that that vitality radiates, I think, out and it makes people really want to interact with you yeah. versus um, be, you can tell when somebody's unhappy and it's a little bit off-putting. So. For sure, for sure. Yeah, Carrie, you're such a deep, wise, fun, creative <laughs> woman. I'm so delighted to know you. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. I mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.